Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. When it comes to working at GEICO, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she is so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At GEICO, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, GEICO has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside, she still hasn't met the gecko. Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Fredericksburg? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Fredericksburg. On this episode of Trend Chat, this is part one of four shows this week from the Young Women's Leadership Summit. We have interviews with Charlie Kirk, Kimberly Corbin, Devin Mursky, and Jessica Forster. So stay tuned. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And as usual, if you want to connect with us on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. I write for politichicks.com. If you want to read some of my articles, just go to, to politichicks.com slash author slash Brian Bledsoe. And why am I speaking so fast? Mainly because I have a lot of interviews from the Young Women's Leadership Summit and I want to get to all of them and don't want to run out of time. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that is true. I, um, you know, we have a, a good number of interviews from last week's summit and definitely um, we had some pretty good interviews as far as getting in depth and on on some things and, you know, just having a good conversation, really. And so all this week, we're going to speak with a number of people from the summit. I'm not going to go through the whole list. I know I posted a video of, of the lineup from for this week on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, but it was on my pages. But on Trend Chat itself, I haven't. I don't think I have. I'm trying to think right now, actually. <laughs> Did I do that? I don't know. Maybe you ought to go and check it out. 
go just go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Trend Chat 24-7. If you don't see a lineup, I guess let me know or something. But either way, you're going to get the first four interviews today with Charlie Kirk, Kimberly Corbin, Devin Mursky, and Jessica Forster. So, um, the Young Women's Leadership Summit was a pretty, you know, it was a really good event. I was, um, I wasn't there for the beginning, the first day. I actually missed the, um, I think it started on Thursday and I missed that day. I came in on Friday morning and yeah, it was, it was a great event. I, you know, I've said from numerous times on here and having different guests on here from turning point that I, I definitely admired that organization, especially as far as because they're engaging with college and high school students and which is desperately needed, especially to combat the progressive agenda that is basically being forced down your throat from birth to the grave. So, um, so to have some, someone, you know, an organization out there that is at least presenting uh, free market ideas about, you know, limited government, because, you know, in in an interv- one of the interviews I mentioned that you can easily be, you know, uh apathetic liberal for for your whole life. Because conservative views or you know or something you re- you have to look for unless you're growing up in a conservative household. But if you're not and or you know your, the people in your household are not as engaged or or basically don't care, then you can basically you basically be kind of like an apathetic liberal because that would be the only kind of viewpoint that would be presented to you for the most part if you don't look for other viewpoints. So that's what I like about Turning Point in particular because they're out there presenting that views to um that view to college and high school students so and this is you know, one of their many events they have diff- um a number of events during the year and this one like i said is the young women's leadership summit you know, they have uh, high school conferences they have um a, a young latino leadership summit later on in the year and um and they have uh have a, no- a number of events going on and so it's it's only right that I will start this off with the founder and executive director of Turner Point USA, Charlie Kirk. So we spoke with him for a few minutes. Uh, basically, it, it's pretty it's a pretty short interview, mainly because one of the things I actually mentioned to him in this interview that as much as I know about Turner Point USA, it never fails for me to go to a Republican meeting anywhere and to maybe talk to some people and maybe they will mention about wanting to get more engaged with young people because they see what happened with Bernie Sanders last year and how, how many young people supposedly were like, you know, behind them. And, you know, and that was a fact. I mean, there were a lot of young people that were for Bernie. And so a lot of older people were seeing that and just thinking, how do we get, more engaged with um with that generation and whenever some when i'm if i'm around i mention turner point 
and sometimes they may know may know about them but unfortunately more times than not they don't know and so as opposed to kind of getting a lot i guess going deep into talking about turning point i wanted to use this for anyone who is listening to me who maybe have never heard of turn a point just to get kind of some general information about the organization and you know and also about the summit in general so i guess let's go ahead and get in with the with this interview with um mr kirk and here we go hello it's trent chat i'm brian bless we are here with the man myth legend <laughs> charlie kirk the founder and executive director of turn the point usa how are you doing i'm doing great thanks so much for being here and love the work you're doing yeah and you know i i sing the praises of turn the point pretty much all the time on the podcast i talk to current and former you know uh, alumni of i guess of <laughs> turn the point um they're frequent guests on the show whether it's on Drianna or Brittany lopez joanna so we i yeah they're frequent guests and i definitely love what turn the point is doing and but but in saying that a lot of times when i'm talking to maybe just maybe i guess older people in what a tea party of Republican meetings and they were asked about, well, we want to find an organization that, you know, that will reach out to the millennials or the young people. And I always bring up Turner Point. And so I want you to just give some general information about Turner Point for the people that maybe not well, that, aware. That, that's very nice of you. Thank you. And uh, we're a nationwide student activist organization around five years, uh, 1,100 college and high school campuses across the country. Uh, we now have over 100 people on our field staff, and we're now here at our Young Women's Leadership Summit uh, with incredible attendance, nearly 1,000 young ladies. And, you know, we're excited in more ways than one to be able to re-energize a generation around the ideas of freedom, and it's needed. I mean, our campuses are a mess. You talk about it a lot. And uh, for people that want to learn more about our organization, it's tpusa.com. And uh, I think we're doing the work that's going to help save this country. Okay, and... Um since we're here at the Young Women's Leadership Summit, so how many years have you been doing this, this particular summit? Yeah, this is the third annual. So our first was two years ago, and uh, it's really grown from 100 to now nearly 1,000. <laughs> so it's a ten, tenfold increase, uh, which has been remarkable. Wow, and also as far as the the chapters in all across the nation, and I mean, so how many we're we talking about? Yeah, so we're spread on over 1,100 college and high school campuses, but we have over 600 chapters now that are actually registered by the school. Um, and, you know, this has been growing exponentially. And our field staff are doing just such tremendous work to start groups on the ground, making it a high, high impact. Okay. And um, so th- one of the questions I've asked everyone, you know, you obviously know the themes being be bold, be brave, be principled, and be a leader. And you know, other than joining Turning Point USA, what – encouragement you would give to, to young women who is maybe on the fence as far as being politically active and want to move forward? Sure. Well, politics is going to affect you no matter what. So whether you like it or not, uh, politics is going to intersect with your life. So our suggestion is get involved no matter what. Do something. Don't do nothing. I mean, voting is the least thing you can do. If you're not even voting yet, I mean, come on. But voting, making calls, knocking on doors, uh, giving money, giving time, telling friends, you know, if we have a generation of political activists, then we can have an, an impact that is just, you know, unimaginable. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. That's awesome. Thank you. And, well, see, like I said, it was kind of short and sweet. So, you know, and uh, I, it was something to where I just wanted to just wanted to get people to maybe hear if you listen to the podcast and just and plus you're going to hear more from people with Turner Point 
And um, and yeah, so I I just definitely just wanted to talk to him for a short, you know, a couple minutes and just uh, talk a little bit about, you know, about um, Turner Point. So and so speaking about, I guess, other, you know, organizations in general, as far as uh, engaging with uh, millennials and I guess you say college students or I was just thinking about the term millennial. I forget about like what age range that really is, but also PragerU. Um, if people don't know about PragerU, we actually talked with the CEO of PragerU, um, Marisa Sright, later on. That'll probably be on maybe Thursday or Friday, and she'll talk more about PragerU. And but we was able to talk with Devin Mursky, who is the director of Prager Force, which is um, under PragerU. And basically is a organization that kind of, you know, they, they target the, I guess you said, the t- college students and, you know, millennials in general as well. So um, so we talked with her, with her for a few minutes as well. So here is our interview with her. Hello, this is Trent Chat. My name is Brian Blesso, and we are pleased to have Dev- Devin Mursky with Prager Force, uh, well, the director of Prager Force. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. So, tell us everything about Prager Force. I mean, I, I've heard about Prager U, so I guess this is like uh, another, I guess, offshoot of Prager. Yeah, Prager Force is our student ambassador program at Prager U. So, if you're a fan of the videos and you know you're already kind of sharing them on social media, that's what Prager Force is about: is really spreading awareness of the Prager U videos and the brand in different ways. So, even just sharing the videos, writing articles, making your own videos, a lot of different ways to kind of tap into like the digital side of like activism okay and um given that we're here at the young women's leadership summit so i guess how is it um how is it that you're engaging with i guess college students well, we obviously right now um, the name recognition of people that have seen PragerU videos is really big, so people come over and they get very excited. But other than that, you know, it's a good way to just make sure that these girls are aware that there's a resource for them. You know, that they're already involved in like conservative politics. So here's a good, you know, way for you to get the right talking points or to show in your Turning Point USA club meetings or college Republican meetings, whatever it might be. That you know they know that this exists and whatever topics you're looking for, we probably have a video on it. So. It's it's nice to have that face-to-face interaction instead of just all the digital marketing we normally do. Yeah. So, um, how do you? Well, how do you like the summit in general so far? Oh, it's really fantastic. I mean, the enthusiasm of the girls here is amazing. And it just goes to show that, you know, when you hear this rhetoric of how, you know, you know conservatives are old white males, it's not necessarily all true, you know. And we have a lot of girls here to prove it. And this isn't even close to how many young conservative girls there actually are in this country. And that's what's very exciting about it. Yeah, and a uh, question I kind of asked everyone is, given that the theme is being, you know, be brave, be bold, be principled, be a leader. So, how would you, uh, how would you encourage others who are maybe on the fence as far as being politically active, and how would you encourage them to move forward? 
I would say you really need to just get over your fear because even me personally, that's how I started getting into this world of activism on college campuses is, you know, I just went for it. You know, I was scared, but I agreed to do a job and help out other people. And it really made me grow as a person. And I, my fears that I had about being attacked or not knowing much about, you know, different subjects, I, you know, just going out there really kind of puts the pressure on you. So it's like, okay, if you don't know enough about a subject when someone asks you, well, now you're going to go back home and start doing some research so you can talk about it better next time. You know, or maybe find out that there aren't as many people that are willing to attack you, or it just makes you stronger, you know, if you're doing that. And you find your squad, and when you're bold enough to do something, other people are going to follow you, and you're going to have your friends to do that along with you. But really the key is just to get, you know, past that and know that it's going to be worth it, because not everyone is super brave right in the beginning. It's a growing process. So I've been through that, and it means other people can as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was nice chatting. And thanks to Devin for joining us. And speaking of activism, I'll, I think I forgot to mention that it's, you know, given that I do write for Politichicks.com, Politichicks has a book out called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, which features one of my articles about becoming a delegate at the National Convention last year. And it's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So, as I say all the time, pick that up. Um, you have over 300 pages of different articles from different contributors talking about different subjects. You know, <laughs> uh, whether it's healthcare, education, um, just politics in general, or activism. Which actually, that is where my article is in that section. And so, once again, just um. It's called Politichicks, a clearing call to political activism. And pick that up today at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Also, before we move on, this, I do want to mention about the Founder Project. And I mentioned, want to mention again that if you want to know more about the Founder Project, I first would suggest that you will go back to listen to the article with Maggie Dine where we talked about the Founder Project for... Uh, over 20 minutes and that's the first thing i will say the second thing will be to go to facebook and put in the founder project and like their facebook page and you will find information there as well but quite simply i will say that founder project is bringing civics to citizens and just educating people on what it means to be a citizen of this country through the founder documents like the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. So, and just going to leave it right there because I want you to go and listen to that podcast <laughs> to the one in a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, so that's what we talk in length about the founder project. And so, and what well, one thing I do want to mention, they are doing the um, video series right now. So, if you you know go to the Facebook page and you will see the videos, and they've just started with that, and so about civics for all ages. So, so yeah, check that out. And our next interview will be with Sergeant Jessica Forrester. Now I'm gonna say, I said that right now because when I did the interview, I noticed that I said said it wrong, said her last name wrong, and um, I just want to make sure you hear it right now. So 
a little bit different in this sense where you had someone that maybe didn't know as much about Turner Point but came to the summit. And so you in this interview you kind of get a get a, a feel for someone that maybe you know doesn't know everything about Turner Point and kind of see how they um you know how they take in everything that is going on at the at the event. So so this is you know a different view for you for people to listen to and I know if you were listening and you, you know you know about Turner Point or you were at the summit and so you kind of you get a little bit of a a taste of how someone that maybe was not as familiar with everything and see how they um it, you know how they interpret everything so uh, so here's our interview with Sergeant Jess. Train Chat, I'm Brian Bledsoe, and we are pleased to have Sergeant Jess Foster with us. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? And what unit are you with? Uh, so I'm a broadcasting CEO with the 204th Public Affairs Detachment out of Orlando, Florida. Okay, they see that's a mouthful right there. So <laughs> uh, it's funny because I actually was just in Orlando, Florida. It's you know being a tourist attraction i went to universal well just universal just had a good time and you know so um do you, you live in orlando no um i'm actually a reserve soldier i currently reside at fort bragg north carolina but i'm a georgia girl okay so um so you're living in georgia i'm living in north carolina oh okay okay so I'm, so as far as georgia you were born and raised um and my original unit was in georgia i transferred to a unit in Florida for a deployment and uh, now I'm living in North Carolina. Okay. So um so how do you hear about you know the Young Women's Leadership Summit? Um so I was browsing Facebook like most everybody does and I saw a flyer for a women's leadership summit and as a young NCO looking to better my craft as a leader um, and to be able to cultivate other leaders through my military career, I was like, hey, that might be something that I should should apply for. So I went ahead and submitted my application and was accepted, and uh, now I'm here in Dallas. Okay, and how are you liking it so far? So far, it's good. Um, I guess, admittedly, I was... Uh, I didn't do as much research on the, um, the organization as perhaps I should have, um, I guess, in the beginning, but I'm pleasantly surprised so far. We've had some pretty great speakers. I think that... Um, that though it's a politically charged organization, a politically charged uh, rally itself, most of these statements and most of the points are very applicable. Um, the call to action is to be a good leader, to have courage, to take the first step, to fight for what you believe in, and I think that's applicable regardless of what your your political views are. Um, having that presence of mind to evaluate yourself, figure out what you want to fight for, and then planning out a executing a plan of attack essentially um to make those things happen uh, is really what has been at the forefront of this conference so far so um as far as what you're learning here at the summit so uh, i guess you were saying as far as not uh, knowing as much as about the speakers or whatnot is it is it still something as far as wanting to i guess be more politically active or, or what 
it definitely has made me realize the importance of doing your homework, not just taking what the media has to offer you as the gospel. Definitely uh, do your research because everybody wants views, and that's what the media is about is getting views. So if you um, if you see something or you hear something that maybe you agree or disagree with as far as your political views and what's going on um, in our government, the best thing for you to do is pick up a book, find alternate opinions, and really examine each situation from multiple sides to get a rounded out view of the topic and then move forward from there with your own personal beliefs and how to address each issue based on those. Okay. So um, do you have, um, I guess, any, uh, I guess as far as, as far as when it comes to leadership and are you currently writing or anything um, based on, I guess, maybe your experience in the military? I'm not currently writing anything. Um, I did... After listening to Carly Fiorina speak this morning, um, I think that if I were to write something, um, it would probably just be, you know, your some generic Facebook post, but I don't I also don't have a following. But the people that I'm looking to impact are are my soldiers, are people that I'm gonna see every day, are gonna be the people that um, for lack of a better term, when it hits the fan, I'm gonna be in charge of and who I've gotta look to my left and my right and I have to know that I have strong leaders, but I also have to be a strong leader. And I think that listening to her this morning, it um, it really just has added tools to my toolbox for me. Um, being able to evaluate myself, figure out what exactly is my goal, and then how to rally support behind that. Um, not only to build credibility in myself, but also to build credibility in my subordinate soldiers so that they are capable and they are powerful. And we do have what it takes to figure out this plan and, you know, execute Okay, and so the the theme here has been be bold, be principled, be a leader, and um, I think I'm missing one in particular. But what I guess what would you say as far as in far as encouraging someone if if they'll want to be bold and principled and then be a leader and whatnot? Um, if I the piece of advice I would give to anyone who is looking to um, take on a leadership role, whether it be political or, uh, or otherwise would be to, um, to evaluate your fears because it does take, um, it is a scary thing to stand up for what you believe in regardless of what that is, but to challenge your fears. I think John Wayne had a, had a quote about, um, courage isn't, you know, being fearless. It's, being scared, accepting that fear, and saddling up and riding anyway. And I think that as a leader, that's what you have to do. You have to stare your fears in the face and um, evaluate them and figure out the best way to approach them and how to get around them. Okay. Well, thanks, Sergeant Jess, for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. And thanks to Miss, well, Sergeant Jessica Forrester for for joining us. And um, you know, I just wanted to want to mention as far as um. Before we get to Kimberly Corbin, now I was there when, so when she spoke, because we did this interview before um, her speech, and yeah, it was um, it, it, I'll put it, I guess you put it, it was like an emotional roller coaster, um, in <laughs> listening to the speech because she she started it off by playing the nine one one call from the time you know when she was. Um, was raped actually, and that you know that was whoo that, that that was tough to listen to, and um and but you know so but her whole 
the whole speech was you know it was great it was gripping and powerful and um you know i just wanted to mention that and you know i've i was sitting there and just um you know just listening and it was definitely a um very moving speech and i'm just mentioning that now because like i said this interview was done before um before the speech because i probably had you know more to say about that then if we would have spoke afterwards but um but yeah so um definitely yeah let's just go ahead and get to to our interview with uh, kimberly and uh here we go Hello, this is Trent Chat. I'm Brian Blessing. We are pleased to have Kimberly Corbin with KimberlyCorbin.com. How are you doing? Good. How are you today? Personally, I, you know, I'm a fan. I like how you are out there advocating and talking about, you know, trying to, to stand up for, you know, against sexual assault and being an advocate for, you know, concealed carry and Second Amendment in general. It just, you know, I'm just for one, I'm just glad to, you know, to finally get a chance to speak with you about that and. I noticed that you are having a, um, I guess, like I said, I don't know much about ladies' accessories, but you have a bangle now that you are debuting here at um, Young Women's Leadership Summit. Tell us about that. Sure. Um, Everything I do has always centered around advocacy for crime victims, Um, whether it's sexual assault, uh, stalking, domestic violence, harassment, child abuse. um, The things that survivors of trauma have to go through is not easy, and it needs to be discussed more so that those who actually find themselves in that type of situation know that there's help available and that it's okay to reach out for that help. Um, When I started speaking, it was always to college campuses, so I loved being in that atmosphere and so to be at turning point with a thousand of the best women in the country all at that um, high school and college age is seriously a dream come true and it sounded perfect to me as a place to debut this this bangle so i had the honor of speaking here last year and it was just after the 10th anniversary of my assault my parents had worked with bourbon and bow ties which is a florida-based company and I have always loved them. I had a ton of bangles, and the first one I ever got was actually a shotgun shell. Um, So it was like three shells on a gold wire-wrapped bangle, and I loved it. So I had a ton of them, and they knew that I loved this company, so they contacted them. They created a customized gold coin, um, and they picked three words that they felt they had watched me live and embody over the last 10 years as I made this journey from victim to survivor. And so when they give me this gift on the, the anniversary, it was also with the um, with the ability to create more of them. Um, Bourbon and Bowties gave me the rights to, to this coin and offered to produce these to raise sexual assault awareness. So now a year later, that's exactly what we're doing. And it's, it's not, it's not like me just picking something out and selling it and trying to make money. It's something that's very important to me that I wore personally for a year and I am happy to, to share with others because I love hearing how much this story and um, talking about sexual assault connects with so many other people for so many different reasons. And so for them to feel like they have a piece of that, that awareness that they can take those conversations and start them elsewhere is just really important to me. So I'm really just excited to... Um, have them at the, the Future Female Leaders booth, Amanda Owens, and the girls were nice enough to give me a little space. And I told them, I have no idea what I'm doing. You are the sales gurus, but here it is. <laughs> yes, and um, so it's debuting here, and 
So from now on, I guess you can get it at KimberlyCorbin.com? Yes. Um, so here in the, mo- in the next month, they're going to be made available on my website, which is KimberlyCorbin, C-O-R-B-A-N.com. Um, and I'll have a space there where you can order them, and then bourbon and bow ties will be um, just distributed straight from there. Okay. And now I'm... Uh, I saw that you had a, I guess, a speaking tour with Turn the Point recently. Now I, I don't know if it's still going on, but just tell us about how the reception was as far as going to different campuses. Yeah, so I actually, I mean, I did some Turning Point chapters, but I went to other chapters as well. Whether it was College Republicans bringing me out, um, women's rights, all kinds of different organizations. So I got to go to a lot of different campuses that I might not have otherwise been able to visit. Uh, I do plan to continue that in the fall. Um, so I'm currently accepting. Uh, bookings and looking at my calendar out till December right now. So uh, people can request either through their their regional director if they're with Turning Point or through my website. Again, and it's just a, a request button, which they all come to to me and my business manager Michael, and we are just so incredibly honored every time somebody wants me to come out and, and spread this message because again, it is vitally important for people to know exactly what sex assault does. And, you know, Ashley, tell us, um, I know, about your message, you know, I guess in brief, I guess. Sure. Um, I was a 20-year-old college student, and a stranger broke into my apartment, held me for two hours, and raped me. And I was the epitome of the person that, well, that'll never happen to me, or I could fight him off. I, that would just never happen, and it did. And my life was turned upside down. So when I had to go through the reporting and uh, the really grieving process for who I used to be and who I was now, uh, PTSD, therapy, trial, sentencing, all of those things combined, it made me realize that I needed to do something bigger with this. I was not going to let myself just be the victim for the rest of my life. I was going to be a survivor. And if I could help just one other person not have to experience what I did, then me releasing my name and speaking out would be worth it. I did it one time, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And I love being able to connect with people that maybe otherwise wouldn't have found their own voices. And I've always tried to empower people not to be like me, but to be themselves, the best version of themselves, and to find their own voice, because that's the most powerful person that you can be is yourself. Okay, yeah, and um, also as far as from that, your advocacy for Cecile Carey came from that as well. I mean, am I correct? Yeah, I I didn't grow up around guns. I mean, my, my brother and my dad hunted but never had handguns in the house. And then I started taking my safety a lot more seriously, obviously. And when I finally felt like I wanted to learn how to use a handgun, it took about three years for me to feel comfortable to actually start carrying it concealed. So um, I had some, some practice and some knowledge going into uh, that decision. It is a great amount of responsibility, personal responsibility, and situational awareness. And you have to have all of those things uh, to really feel like you are not in control of the situation, but the best prepared that you can be. When I started advocating for it, it was only because my Colorado lawmakers were trying to ban concealed carry on campuses in Colorado, which is something that we had had forever. There were never any incidents. There was no reason to make my college campus where I go and need to feel protected a a, quote, safe space by removing my right to protect myself. So I spoke out um, to my legislators, and luckily that bill was killed uh, on a committee vote, and here we are three years later, and I somehow was asked to, to speak to the president on the CNN town hall, and 
my message has always been the same from day one. And so I'm just very pleased to have a platform to share that. And any chance that I get to share that with others, I'm, I'm very happy to do so. Yes, and that, um, I don't know how many people um, remember as far as what happened as far as you um, speaking to President Obama at that time about... Um, now actually, I don't remember exactly how it went, so can you tell us exactly kind of what what happened then? <laughs> um, I had no clue what I was getting into. I literally was asked to do this town hall to just be a member of the audience, and I was on a plane the next morning, and then the next day I had to go through three levels of Secret Service, and suddenly... I'm sitting in a room where the the president walks in, and at, I always imagined a lot of pomp and circumstance, and that wasn't it at all. He was he was another voting citizen that we elected to do a job, and my personal life experiences conflicted with the things that he was trying to do, and I was just there not to only represent myself, but millions of other crime victims, uh, sexual assault, assault survivors, mothers, gun owners, everybody, and I just simply said, you know, this is what's important to me. This is why. Why can't you see your administration was actually making it harder to protect myself and my kids? And I think it kind of set him back on his heels a little bit. Um, typically, you think of rape advocacy and you think it's people on the left or feminists or whatever the case may be. And that's not it at all because rape doesn't doesn't pick and choose based off of who you vote for, based off of your background, your economic status, uh, your gender, who you love. It doesn't matter. Uh, it affects one in four women across the country and one in 16 men. Now, that's give or take. It's the most underreported crime, uh, and it's something that we need to start combating as a whole. So to be at that CNN town hall, to be able to speak about that on an event that I found out afterwards was very well watched um, I just wanted to be there to do right by by supporting victims and, and speaking out about my story because nobody knows your life better than you and it's not the government's job to tell you what's best for you so um, I know you're speaking tomorrow or can you tell us kind of the, the points of your speech tomorrow <laughs> well every single speech that I give is always different I am as surprised by what comes out of my mouth as everybody else because <laughs> I don't I don't prepare. I, I get up and I tell my story. And I talk about what I've been through and the points that are relevant for me and what I think young women like this at a conference like this can take away and, and learn from, whether it was my mistakes or the things I did right or other people helped with. Um, I just want to impart that wisdom. And that's always what I intend to set out for. And how I get there is always <laughs> different. But it, it's outside, um, or it's, it's outlining what sexual assault is what it does to its victims and the secondary victims that are the support systems, what we can do to combat it, and what we can do as a community to better um, what we find as, as rape culture and just dispel those myths. And I think everybody walks out of here with a different perception of maybe why concealed carry is more important, but most importantly, what they can do to help other survivors. Okay, and so the uh, last question is a question I've been asking everyone. That, that the theme here is being, is being brave, be bold, be a leader, be principled. And how would you, what would you tell to encourage other women who are maybe on the fence as far as maybe wanting to be more politically active? If they want to be more politically active, don't try to be like everybody else. Be yourself. It takes an immense amount of being bold to be yourself. You have to be extremely brave to be yourself. And you yourself are the only ones that are going to dictate what those principles are. 
So if you can live by those qualities, then that's going to lead you down the path that's right for you. And it may be completely different from everyone else. And at the end of the day, it won't matter because if you stay true and principled to yourself and what you are working for, that's the most important thing. You know, that sounds like the ending of your speech. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it will be, but I won't be able to repeat that word for words. So I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time. No, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, and yeah, thanks to Kimberly for for joining us. And um, so that was part one with the four interviews we just did now, and we have six more. Yeah, I think well, six, maybe, maybe might have a some more phone interviews actually in in this week. So, um, but yeah, so um, we hope you enjoyed um the interviews from the young women. Women's Leadership Summit. That was only part one. We'll, you know, we'll be doing another show tomorrow. Because if you didn't, don't know, Trend Chat is normally on just Tuesday and Thursday. But because of the interviews that we have, I definitely want to uh, get to everything um, in a timely manner. Not, you know, try to drag it all into next week. So, <laughs> and um, so we'll be back tomorrow. With you know what I'm not going to say who because I don't I have everything together but I things may change so if you've seen who the whole lineup already then I guess you know who is coming up next I just don't want to say this is exactly who is coming on tomorrow then next thing I know I have to change it so so it's a mystery so you know what that means you just gotta just come back tomorrow and just listen then and so. That's it for us, and I guess, well, you know, I was just about to say until Thursday, but, but uh, yeah, until tomorrow, we will chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. 
Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Oh, now they need to see my birth certificate. Hmm. Honey, where do we keep the birth certificates? Why? Buying socks. Socks. I'll check upstairs. It's easy to be unsafe online. You're the best. Now it's easy to help protect yourself. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection. All in one. Opt in to cyber safety. Save 25% or more off your first year at norton.com slash news.